Song of Solomon 2, 8 through 13, and it's on the front of your bulletin. The voice of my beloved. Look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs and the vines are in blossom, they give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. So beautiful, doll. so beautiful. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Such a beautiful word. And we know it's describing your love. A great love that comes leaping to us. We thank you for your love. We live for your love. We live to share your love. Strengthen us to do just that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, let's talk sex. Now that I have your attention, let's talk sex. I told Sissy that that was how I was going to begin today's sermon. She told me that I should stick to subjects I know something about. <laughs> now, does it make you uncomfortable to hear your pastor say something like that? Well, that is so inappropriate, Pastor especially from the pulpit. I can't believe you just said that. Well, welcome to the book called The Song of Solomon. Or even better, The Song of Songs. The Song of Songs. The number one song on all the billboards. The number one best song all times, the, the song of songs. And if you think music today is way too graphic, just wait until you read this book of the Bible. You know, I, I, I know there are musicians out there that think they are pushing the limits that they are becoming more and more graphic. I encourage them to read this book. They will live with their shame because they don't even come close to how graphic this book is. Whenever I preach from the Song of Songs, there's only about two sections about this long. This is the longest one that I can preach from the pulpit. Because the rest of it, I would blush if I read it out loud to my wife. This book 
is incredibly sensual and incredibly sexual. If you ever caught a teenager reading it, you would snatch it out of his or her hands and accuse them of looking at pornography. It's written as an allegory, but it's very easy to figure out what it's talking about. This book is for lovers. This book is for those who have attained the highest levels of relationship and intimacy. And even though God's name is never mentioned in this book, not even once, uh, this book is about the most perfect love there is. God's love for the church. God's love for us. What a beautiful, but oh, so very different kind of picture of God we are shown. The Lord comes skipping upon the hills and leaping upon the mountains. He is definitely not having a bad day. It is full of joy and gladness. He is happy. He is going to spend some intimate time with his bride, with his love. But when he arrives at the place where she lives, he is stopped dead in his tracks. His love, the love of his life, is surrounded by a wall. There's holes in that wall. He can see through the wall, but he can't get through the wall. He desperately begins to call for his beloved. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away with me. Have you ever felt walled in by something happening in your life? A child who brings you nothing but heartache and worry can wall you in. An illness that fills you with fear or with sorrow as it steals your dreams for the future. A toxic relationship, addiction, anxiety, depression, panic, the cold, damp winter of the soul closes in. The walls of hopelessness and fear surround you. Give up. Give in. There's nothing else you can do. It is winter without Christmas. It is Holy Saturday without resurrection. But then, 
But then the great lover comes, playful, joyful, almost frolicking, leaping, bounding, so eager. Winter is over. The rains have ended. Spring has come. This lover is the same one who in the cool of the evening went searching for Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. This lover is the same one who stood on a hillside hoping beyond hope that his prodigal son would return. The voice that proclaims that flowers appear and on the earth and announces that the time of singing has come is the same voice that says, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It is the same voice full of promise that announces with great rejoicing, I have come to declare that the kingdom of God is at hand. Your winter is thawing, the rains drenching you are ending. I come dancing over the hills, leapfrogging over mountains. The walls of your prison are crumbling. You know, our worlds can become very small. COVID has shrunk the world of many people to just one or two rooms. You used to experience his laughter, her joy, almost every hour of every day. Now a rare glimmer of a smile is enough to set your heart on fire. Your love used to be so big, huge. Now just the touch of her hand is priceless. Once the world was your oyster, filled with possibilities of pearls. Now your world has been reduced to an empty chair at a you used to go anywhere, do anything. You were healthy as a horse and as active as one. Now walking to the mailbox wears you out. Your world has become small. Your world has been reduced to the length of your driveway or the length of your oxygen tube. Our worlds can become small, with walls surrounding us and closing in. But the great lover who said, weeping may endure for a night, 
but joy comes in the morning, is the same great lover who comes joyously to our worlds made small and says, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, my fair one. Come away with me. What a powerful love. A love with power to change our world. A love with power to change our lives. What wonderful hope we Christians have. Amen.